so glad I'm catching you right now because I know you're busy. You're probably doing something while you listen to this, which is totally cool because I do the same thing, but time. (laughs) We're talking about it today. It can be a sore subject. I know. It feels like most days we don't have any time for ourselves, let alone a chunk of time to work out. Everyone's needs come before our own. You want to prioritize working out, but you can't find the time. It is so frustrating. Well, today we are going to find that time. And it will not be that same old, same old thing you always hear of if you care about it, you'll make the time. Okay, clearly you care because you're here and listening to this episode, but it's still hard. It's still hard. So I'm going to give you tangible things you can do, tangible things you can change, and tangible things to check in on literally today, right now as you're listening to this. So let's do this thing. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get disciplined and lose weight, and you're not afraid of a little tough love. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. I believe that we mamas have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen no matter what, and do it in a way that inspires the world and sets a beautiful example of healthy living for our little ones. My mission is to help you uncover that ability and live a life of confidence and consistency. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. I gained more than the suggested amount of weight in both of my pregnancies, but with sustainable habits, consistency, routine, and taking hold of my thoughts, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, truly break free from the perfectionism that is holding you back, and finally feel your best all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. It's time to get disciplined so you can live a life of consistency and true confidence, mama. We're about to transform your postpartum journey. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. All right, we're talking about time and effective workouts today. And that can be hard to do if consistency is a struggle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can't seem to get a hold of your day-to-day schedule, if you're constantly falling off or unsure of what habits are going to help you make actual progress, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And my one-on-one coaching sessions are what you need. They're exactly what you need. Grab a one-time strategy session or a bundle so you can get that accountability and true problem-solving figured out. We'll dive into more in-depth of what we talk about today with finding time to work out, get effective workouts done. So head to the link below in the show notes, and I'll see you on that call. I cannot wait to serve you there. Okay. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how something as simple as eating your lunch can literally take like three hours and then get interrupted about 47 times. And that's why it takes three hours. <laughs> like what? What? Mom life is nonstop. It is nonstop. I don't care if you have one kid or if you have five kids. So many days feel like they just get the best of us. And I've been there. And especially this time of year, right? End of year. So many things going on. Our kids are home more often. But in all honesty, let me just be real with you right now. Let me give you a little tough love mom truth. Life never slows down. It is not going to slow down. Once you have kids, I like to use this metaphor and maybe it's a little, uh, maybe it's a little blunt, but sometimes motherhood can feel like you are plastered on the front of a speeding train. Life is not going to slow down. It's not. So don't hate me for this. Okay. Don't hate me for saying this right now. Even though I feel like I'm on the front of a speeding train 90% of the time, I've never had trouble consistently working out. Don't hate me for saying that, please. (laughs) And 
even though I've not had trouble with the consistency aspect, that doesn't mean it hasn't been challenging for me to figure out when to get it done. My first year as a mom, and honestly, my first year after my second was born as well, talk about trying to balance schedules, having more than one child really throws you for a loop sometimes. It threw me for a loop, but I'll get into that at another day. Uh, My first year postpartum after both kids, I'm pretty sure I did a workout at every waking hour of the day. Like I would start my workout at every possible waking hour of the day, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 a.m., 3 p.m., 6.48 a.m. I mean, literally every waking hour, I've probably done a workout <laughs> because I it was constantly changing. I was constantly trying to find a different time of day just to make it work. And when I finally could start deciding when I would work out instead of trying to do my workouts around my kids' schedules, that's when I finally realized how flexible I was having to be. And I'm really grateful that I get to be home and have that flexibility. A lot of moms do, which is a huge blessing. And a lot of you don't, but having more hours in the day when you're home doesn't necessarily equate to having an easier time finding time to work out. Okay. And maybe it does for some people, but I really don't believe that being home necessarily gives you that ultimate freedom to figure out when you're going to work out at all times, because there's so many other responsibilities looming over us. It's often because we have our kids with us too. So let's talk about how to actually find that time by figuring out things we can do, things we can change and things we can check in on. So first up things you can do literally today, pause this episode, write this down and do it after the episode. But literally these are things you can do right now today. And I need you to do them. I need you to do this, or you're not going to find the time to work out. You're just going to listen to this, move on to the next episode, and you're still going to be frustrated. I'm giving you things to do. So do these. Number one, communicate with your spouse and your family. Why is this important? Why is working out four, five, six, whatever your standard is for yourself? Why is that important to you? Why do you need it? Do you need it for your sanity? Do you need it because you're just frustrated with where your body's at and you want to get healthier and stronger? Why is this important? And then when you're explaining why it's important, the next thing you need to explain is why it's important for them. Why it's important for your husband. Why is it important for the rest of your family? Tell them what it's going to do for them. And then you can talk about what you need them to do for you. You need to put that last, okay? Literally, this is in order. Explain why it's important. Explain what it's going to do for them, what it'll do for your husband, what it'll do for your kids, the rest of your family. And then what do you need them to do for you? That needs to come last because you need to make this about them. Ultimately, it is about them. We get to steward our families and help them grow and take care of our homes. And it is a lot of responsibility that is placed on us as women and as moms, But that's an honor and taking care of our physical bodies helps that, which ultimately helps our families. So it's really important that you do that in that order um, and really make sure that your why that you're explaining initially is deep. Okay. It's not about, I just want to lose these last 10 pounds. Okay. Yeah, you do. But why do you want to do that? Are you uncomfortable around your husband right now? Like when you're being intimate, are you sick? Like, do you have health issues that are, you need to lose weight for, 
you know, preeclampsia, that's what I faced. I was like, I need to lose this weight because I don't want preeclampsia again. And being overweight can be a factor in having preeclampsia. So I wanted to lose the weight, right? That was a health reason. And it was very important to me. That was a big reason why it was important, why I had to communicate with my husband. And then after having my second, why I explain it to my son, my oldest, about why it's important for me to work out. And then I talk about what it does for them. And then you can ask for what you need to make it work to find that time. Maybe you need your kid, your husband to get your kids up in the morning and get them ready for breakfast while you finish your workout. Maybe you need your kids to learn how to play independently while you're working out. That's a communication thing. That's something I had to communicate with my oldest about a lot. So number one, communicate with the people in your life about why it's important, what it will do for them and what you need help with what you need them to do. So every one of you can make it possible and help make it a priority. The next thing I want you to do, and you can start doing this today is time audit. Now, what does this mean? You're like, I don't know what this means. Audit is a scary word. Basically doing a time audit just means you're tracking what you're doing throughout the day. So you can get insight on where you're spending your time. Ideally, Doing this for three days in a row is really good. So you can get a picture of patterns. So you can get a picture of days that have different things in them, like appointments or weekday versus weekend. Uh, Don't overthink it, but tracking your time is very, very beneficial way to see how you're actually honestly spending your time. And this is good if you work outside the home or if you're home full time, just honestly, the best way to do this is to honestly track your time don't lie. This is just for you. Okay. Where are you wasting time? Where are your gaps? Where do you have spans of time during the day? This is what you're going to find as you track your time. This is what you're going to see as you look over the past three days of time tracking. And it actually will help you find time for lots of new things, not just working out if you're totally honest with tracking it. And you don't have to do this down to the minute, but it can be generalized. Okay. I woke up at 6 a.m., And from 6 to 6.15, I made coffee and drink it. Then my kids got up at 6.15, 6.15 to 6.30, changed diapers, got kids into the living room, 6.30, turned on, just, this is my life, (laughs) 6.30, turned on the TV for the kids and started making breakfast, 6.30 to 7, cooked breakfast, got the kids happy and settled. And then at 7.15, we started eating breakfast. Just honestly do that. And if there's times where you're picking up your phone and scrolling and you realize it's been 10 minutes, put that in there. Be honest. Be honest. Okay, that's the key. And you will find those times where you're wasting time, those gaps that you have in the day that you can fill with other more productive things. You will start recognizing times in the day or patterns throughout the day when you could work out. And to be totally honest, with workouts, all you need is honestly, like a minimum of 20 minutes. So you'll start to see patterns and times when you can fit in 20, maybe even 30 minutes. For example, during nap times, after a nursing session, um, after breakfast with your kids, etc. Any of those things are patterns when you're going to start seeing, oh, I could fit one in here. I could move this task to nap time maybe and get a workout with my kids awake at this time. You'll just start to see where things can work out a little bit better. Time audits are a great way just to look at your schedule and go, I can tweak this, this, and this, and I'm going to feel a lot more productive. So time audit your day. And then the last thing you're going to do is get yourself some efficient workouts. I'm going to define efficient for you real quick. Cause I feel like we hear that word a lot, especially this, these days where we just want everything done quickly, but efficient 
defined by Merriam-Webster is being capable of producing desired results without wasting materials, time, or energy. So let me just paraphrase that real quick. Getting done what you need to get done without wasting time or energy. Hmm, That'd be really great, right? To have efficient workouts. 20 minutes can be efficient and effective if you're getting done what you need to get done, if that workout over time is going to produce a desired result, and if you're not wasting time doing it, right? 20 minutes, you're not wasting time. You're getting in, getting out, getting it done. It's best to be, in my opinion, just from experience, it's best to be following something that's designed to get your results over time. So if you find a really good, say you find a really good 20 minute workout on YouTube, awesome. But if you do that every day for 90 days, your, your results are going to plateau because you're doing the same thing. Your body's getting used to what you're doing. It's called adaptive adaptation. Training words are hard for me right now. It's called training adaptation. So it's best to be following something that's designed to get your results that has a variety of workouts within it um, that aren't random workouts. Or like I said, the worst thing you can do is do the same thing day in and day out, day in and day out and not give yourself any variety. Um, You can actually get my absolute favorite workouts and programs below. They're what I use to lose 80 pounds. And then the rest of the weight after my second pregnancy, around 70 pounds after my second was born. So you can grab those below, get more info on them. Super simple, very effective and efficient, obviously, but get efficient workouts that you can do and fit into your day. So things you can do, let me summarize those real quick. Communicate with your spouse and your family, time audit your day, and then get some efficient workouts. You can literally start doing these three things right now, today, pause this episode or do it afterwards when your husband gets home from work, but do those three things like today. Okay. If you don't, then you're just wasting time listening to me right now and you're going to feel stuck still. So go do those things. Go do those things. I'm sitting behind this mic to give you something to make change. So please just promise me do that. Do that. Okay. Now let's talk about things you can change, things you can change. So you did your time audit. This is like three days from now after you've done your time audit, okay? You're going to change how you spend your time. Now, I don't want you to 180 it because small changes over time is how you make lasting change, right? That's how it becomes routine instead of feeling like this thing you're trying to just white knuckle, this thing you're trying to force. If you make tiny little changes and shifts over time, that's how it's sustainable. I preach that in all things. So same with spending your time. Um, but how you're spending your time, this is okay. We're going to kind of dive into the realm of if you care, you'll make the time, but we're actually going to talk about how to make the time today. Cause like I said, I'm here to give you things that will actually make change in your life, not just preach at you. So I know you care cause you're listening. So we're going to figure out how to make the time because I love you. So <laughs> we're going to use that time audit and we're going to look and see where are our gaps? Where are we wasting time? Y'all. I don't know the actual stat because I hear different numbers all the time, but we pick up our phones like hundreds of times a day. And a lot of the times, especially if you're not working from your phone or if you're trying to avoid things that are making you uncomfortable, we'll pick up our phone, right? To fill those gaps as an avoidance behavior. So you might be picking up your phone a lot. Maybe you notice that in your time audit, or maybe you're watching a lot of television, uh, who knows, whatever it is, use your time on it and eliminate the waste. Find the spots where you're wasting a lot of time. We guys, 24 hours is a lot of time. A 30 minute workout is like some tiny percentage of your day. I know you've probably heard that before. So if you just rolled your eyes, it's okay. I did too. (laughs) 
<laughs> I actually just rolled my eyes too when I said that. Um, but use that time to use that time audit to figure out where you can eliminate waste because if you can eliminate one tiny section of or maybe two sections of like 10 minutes of scrolling, that's a workout right there. How easy is that? Okay, so use that time audit to figure out where the gaps are that you can start putting more productive behaviors in. Um, and like I said, this is not going to be a 180. You're going to make small changes over time. You might start noticing that you're picking up your phone less, but you're still picking up your phone a lot. It's small changes. That's what will make the difference. So I want you to pick one to two things, one to two areas, one to two of those little time blocks where you were wasting time or that you had gaps, pick one or two of those areas to start changing in the next few weeks. So maybe for example, we look at lunchtime, your kids are sitting down, they're eating lunch. And, uh, instead of making yourself a healthy, fulfilling lunch, you sit down and it's been a long morning. So you numb out and start scrolling on your phone. Okay. That's, a time block right there. I mean, you're probably not going to work out because your kids are sitting and eating lunch, right? But maybe that's a time block where you can prep some food for dinner or prep a lunch for yourself instead of numbing out and trying to just avoid the feelings and the stress that you're feeling of the fact that you're not fueling your body well, or the fact that you're stressed from the morning and you're just trying to not feel those emotions. So whatever it is, pick one or two little time blocks that you can go, okay, that's maybe not the most productive way to spend that little chunk of time. How can I change it? What behavior can I put in there instead? What can I do that's going to be simple? And over the next week or two, start doing those things in that time block, be intentional about it, set an alarm if you have to, but start changing what you do in that little five, 10, 15 minute time block. And like I said, if you find a couple gaps and you can shift things around and open up 20 to 30 minutes at a certain point of day where you can fit a workout in, girl, you just figured out how to fit a workout in. Like you can stop this episode right now and go do your workout tomorrow. Once you make that change. Okay, cool. Cool. Look at that. Okay. Like you can literally get off right now and you just figured it out. You got to figure it out because you did the work. So I'm gonna give you some more though, because that's what I'm here for. (laughs) So another thing you can start changing is your bedtime and your wake time. Okay. Bedtime and awake time. This is another way that you can literally make time. When you are diligent about when you go to bed and when you wake up, you can actually create more time in your day. I'm planning to teach on some ways to wake up earlier, a few episodes from now. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss that one. It's going to be so good about how to wake up earlier. So I will give you some tangible things to do um, a few days or a few weeks from now, but figuring out your actual bedtime when you want to wake up ideally can literally help you make time in your day to get more done. So something else you can change is when you go to bed and when you wake up. And we'll talk about that a few episodes from now. I promise. I promise. It's going to be really good. All right. Now let's talk about things that you can check in on before you start, as you go, as you're making these changes with your schedule and with your time. And then after you feel confident in how your day-to-day looks. So what to check in on before you start making these changes. Number one, revisit your values and your priorities. Now, why is this important? Your values and priorities where you're like, wow, you just went really deep, Liz. Uh, I can't get into it right now because this is a really deep issue and probably, probably needs another whole entire podcast episode for it. But what are the things that you value the most? Make sure those are still in place. Make sure those still have time and priority in your day to day or else 
forcing this time to work out is going to burn you out. And if those other things aren't taken care of, if spending one-on-one time with your husband, um, having intentional time with your kids, making sure that mealtime is present and fun and healthy, whatever priorities and values you have, you need, need, need to make sure that those still have ample space in your schedule and in your day-to-day routine. Because if health or if working out are not things that are important to you right now, maybe you want them to be important, but let's say right now it just hasn't been a priority in the past. And so you're trying to make it a priority. You're going to feel burnt out if you start to place that above the other values and priorities in your life. So for example, my values and priorities, and there's this values quiz that I took. I'll link it below. I'll link it below, but I took this values quiz and it really laid out for me what's important to me. So when you hear some of these things, if you go take it, it'll make more sense. But for me, I value health. I value family. I value my relationship with the Lord. Um, I value determination, aka challenge, like being challenged. And I really value certainty. Uh, serving you here, having consistency in my life. Those are things that I value a lot. So making sure I have room in my schedule, making sure I prioritize in my day-to-day, my health, my family, my relationship with the Lord, being challenged and having just certainty, consistency, stability in my life, having those things are really important to me. And so how would that look in my day-to-day is having time with the Lord, being intentional with my family and being present with them, taking care of my physical health, working out, being mentally and physically challenged and things like having a to-do list to work from, having a schedule, having predictability in my schedule. Those are things that make me feel feel not burnt out. Even though I'm doing a lot day to day, it's because my actions and my schedule are aligned with what I value most. So take that values quiz below. It'll really help you make sure that before you start changing your schedule and your time and prioritizing workouts, that those other things that are important to you still have space in your day-to-day. And then before you start making these changes, again, communicate the changes that you're going to make. Uh, This can be really uncomfortable to do, but it's so important. It is so important to communicate with your husband, to communicate with your kids that are old enough to understand it, why you're making this change in your schedule, why you're going to start working out more consistently, why it's going to cut into this time of day. You need to communicate that. Even if it's an uncomfortable conversation, get out of your head about what's going to be said or what assumptions your husband's going to have about you prioritizing this and how it's going to take away from that. I mean, just communicate it and let the conversation go as it does. And like I said in the last episode, if you missed it, you need to go listen, but communicate why it's important for you to do this, make this change, prioritize working out in your schedule, what it's going to do for your husband, what it's going to do for your kids, and then what you need help with. Communicate those things. And then things to check in on as you go, as you make these changes. One, evaluate your routines. Okay. I need to free you. You need to start letting go of doing it at a certain exact time of day. Don't be beholden to it happening at this exact time of day, unless your schedule is very restricted by work, you know, working outside the home or being a teacher, maybe, or getting your kids to school or having appointments or something. You're going to have minute shifts in the exact time of day you're working out day over day. Like I work out in the morning 
before my kids get up now, but when they didn't, when I, when I would do it mid morning with my kids, I did a lot of, okay, we're going to eat breakfast and then we'll get settled. And maybe we'd start our work, my workout, our workout, maybe we'd start my workout at 8am. Maybe we start at nine. Like it wasn't an exact time of day, but it was a routine. So evaluate your routines where within your day, where within certain aspects of your day does your workout fall. And instead of trying to be beholden to this exact time of day, you're showing up for it within a certain time frame, if that makes sense. And then the second thing as you're making these changes is focusing on working on only one to two changes, shifts, and how you're spending your time as you go. So check in on those changes that you're making. Make sure that you're not trying to 180 things too hard, too fast doing it slowly over time is the foundation of habit change and habits are ultimately just things that are routine for us. We don't have to put forth effort to do them. It's just something that comes naturally. And if you want this new routine, if you want working out as a priority in your schedule to be coming to you naturally, you're going to have to make smaller changes over time and give yourself that time to make the changes. Okay. So make sure that you're evaluating your routines as you go and evaluating those small changes that you're making and making sure that you're making small, but mighty progress every single day. Now things to check in on after you feel confident after you're like, okay, I'm starting to make changes with those areas of time. What am I going to do next? Number one, celebrate yourself. Okay. Pat yourself on the back. Often we just go on to the next thing. It's really important to realize that you've done something that a lot of people don't do. And that's make change. That's let go of time sucking behaviors. Pat yourself on your, on the back for doing what you did because it's not easy. And then keep challenging yourself. A lot of, a lot of the times we can get very comfortable in where we're at. And that's when we start to backslide. That's when we start to lose the habits that we've produced in our lives. When you keep challenging yourself, that's how you grow. And you literally just did. You literally just challenged yourself for a span of time, got into a habit, and now you're at a new level. You just grew. That's amazing. So again, pat yourself on the back, but then figure out what can you challenge yourself in next? How can you grow some more? Keep going. Like our life is a constant journey of growth. It is a constant journey of becoming this, oh, and I don't want to sound all wooey, but like you're becoming a better version of yourself that's more whole, that is more holy, that is more just reflective of the best version of yourself that you are capable of living up to, how you were created and designed to be. You are in a constant journey to becoming that woman, that mom, that wife. So challenge yourself constantly and not in these big, huge, crazy ways that people are like, wow, how is she doing that? No, do it in a way that you know. Like it doesn't, other people don't have to notice. Okay. Don't do it for the recognition. Do it for the growth in yourself, the confidence in yourself. This is where confidence comes from. So I want you to think about what can you start doing? So what's the thing you can start doing? And like I said, go do this today. Okay. Bite the bullet, go do it today. Go communicate, go start time auditing your schedule. Just get a piece of paper out and write down the time of day that you start doing something, what you're doing. And then when you end doing that and Um, get some efficient workouts. Again, I can hook you up with that. If you're good there, if you've done the doing, (laughs) if you've communicated, you've done your time audit and you've got efficient workouts in your back pocket that you're ready to go, I want you to start changing. You're in the, you're in the change stage. So check that time audit, pick the areas that you're going to start making shifts in one to two areas that you can start changing and then start working on your sleep schedule too. Like I said, a few episodes from now, we'll chat about 
getting up earlier and just some tangible things you can do to wake up earlier, go to bed at a better time. So you're in the changing stage. Start changing based on what you found in your time audit and working on your sleep schedule. And then check in before you dive into all this. Check in as you go and check in after you start rocking it because you are going to find that even just after a few days of being more intentional with how you spend your time and taking hold of those gaps where you were wasting time before and doing something productive during it, and not necessarily like tangibly productive, but just productive for you as a human being, when you start making those changes, you're going to go, wow, like I need to do some more. I'm going to be more intentional with my time. And before you know it, you're doing like 45 minute workouts, you're meal prepping, you're feeling good about how you're fueling your body. You might even go on a walk with your kids in the afternoon. You're getting so much done. Like just start taking hold of your time. You're so capable of it. Making time, quote, making time, I'm like doing the quote fingers right now. It's a constant juggle. It is. It's hard. It's a constant balance and you're fully capable of it. I want to give you this illustration of quote balance, doing those quote fingers again of balance gosh, some of you probably hate that word and that's okay because it frustrates me sometimes too, because it's, I think it's misused a lot, but I want you to picture someone spinning a basketball on their finger, right? You've seen people do that before. I sure can't do it, but it's cool. If you can, you should do it like an Instagram story and tag me so I can see it. Cause I think it's so cool when people can spin basketball on their finger. I don't know why it's always just amazed me, but Oh my gosh, actually, yeah, go, when you listen to this, if you can do it, tag tag me in a video and post it to your Instagram story so I can share it because you'll literally be an illustration of this. Okay, 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 let's do this. So if you're spinning that basketball on your finger and you posted it to your IG stories and you tag me in it, at Mrs. Liz Henderson, go do that. You're gonna see in the video or just go YouTube it, whatever, but you're gonna see that this person is not stationary. Their hand is not in one spot un- unmoving. There are constant adjustments being made in their hand, in their arm, in their shoulder, in their stance, in their finger. Sometimes those shifts and those adjustments aren't even visible, but there are constant tiny adjustments and movements happening as that person is spinning that basketball. And like that basketball spin in one way and that finger and that arm and that shoulder like constantly moving in every part of their body to keep that ball balanced. You're mind blown right now. That's balance in our lives. That whole finding and making time in mom life is making constant tiny adjustments. That's all it is. It's like spinning a basketball on your finger. We can't do that. So we try to create balance in our lives instead. (laughs) And you know, if you can't spin a basketball on your finger, maybe you're better at actually doing the balance thing in life, right? So if you need help walking that out, I just love that metaphor because I think it gives you this freeing feeling of, oh, okay, I don't have to have it figured all out. How it looks on the outside isn't going to be a reflection of what it feels like inside. Inside, it's going to feel kind of messy. When you're trying to figure out balance, it's going to feel a little messy because you're making constant adjustments. You're never going to feel like you have it fully figured out. And that's because of the constant minute adjustments that you're making. But that is how you stay balanced. So even if the outward world is like, wow, you're so good at managing your time and you look so balanced. How do you do it all? You're like, I'm constantly like when you, when you hear mom say, when you hear me say, I'm literally, it's a guessing game every day. I'm constantly figuring it out. It's because they're spinning a basketball on their finger. They're making constant adjustments all the time. 
And that's how you get to that place of balance. (laughs) So if you need help walking through all of this, walking through your schedule, your time audit, and figuring out how to make time in your mom life, in your schedule for your workouts, if you want that accountability with following through on the small changes and these habits that you're making, snag a session with me. And if you're honestly just missing that efficient workout piece of the puzzle, go to the link below and get exactly what I've used to be efficient with my workouts while still obviously having them be effective. I mean, you don't lose a total of 150 pounds (laughs) combined from two pregnancies without something that's meant to get results. All that's in the show notes below, but I want you to remember, remember that life doesn't have to happen to you. Be aware of what's going on with your time, how you're spending it and do something about it. Involve your family in the process, help them grow at the same time. And never forget that you, you are so worth this tiny time investment each day. You are so worth that. Okay. Love you, mama. This is from the heart. Go get after it before you go. Thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.